0: He- he- he-
1: hello? Huh? Huh? He- hell- huh? Uh-huh. Hello, everybody, and Hi. welcome to episode 280 of the Good Kraken Podcast. I'm one of your hosts tonight, Noah Pearson. Alongside, that's right, baby. It's our baby boy. It is twitch.tvs Dj Zemve. J my dude, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday night? And how has Tekken been treating you, my good sir?
0: Dude, I've been doing I've been doing okay, man. Uh fucking Tekken's been great, dude. Me, Coop finally got the game, so I'm about to run some with Coop later on tonight. <laughs> uh our baby boy Coop. Uh, mm-hmm. he's me and him were uh DMing each other this morning. Um and yeah. we're talking about the game. It is it, and it's like it's like everything we've we've ever wanted, bro. Like it's it is the best tech in the date, dude. And I oh, can't, like, big
1: words, man. That. I'm 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 sure we're we'll gonna be hearing more about that. Uh, come your, uh, your little conversation later on, oh my yeah, good sir. Yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad it's been treating you all well, though. I know that you've been waiting for it for a hot fucking minute. You've been talking about it for a while. Um, dude, so it's, it's I thought it was
0: gonna come out last year, but you know it'll be the year of fighters, the big three fighters. Yeah, I know, right? But, we um, were. We I'm were glad hoping. we started the year off with something
1: huge kind of end things off the right way well how's uh how's school and shit going this week my good sir
0: yeah school's been school's been all right man just fucking chilling uh completing some assignments starting to ramp up though some schoolwork uh i, I got some homework tonight i gotta finish finish up but uh it hasn't been too bad uh, okay
1: too bad. okay yeah i see you i see you good sir uh that is very good to know dj it is also very good to know that we have ah uh, the snack king himself are hellfire and brimstone it is garrick bartholomew
0: Garrick, hellfire brimstone you definitely
2: let that hang just long enough that i thought you were just going to leave it at the snack and i was going to be okay with it (laughs) but you know (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I mean, like one, right. I one would one would argue that the hellfire and brimstone is just inherently making you the snack. You know what I'm saying? That I'm just absolutely. I'm just saying. I mean, it worked for Dante in Devils May Cry.
2: The I'm like, cast member, on next me Day. down on your next Baldur's Gate three run. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there you I go. That's saying. it. That's right. He is the, the spiciest GK member. Oh, oh
1: no, oh, the chili pepper. Meat. You know what I'm saying? The pepper yeah. and the chili. Garrick, how are oh, yeah. you this wonderful Tuesday night, my good sir?
2: Honestly, I'm so much fucking better now that I've finally gotten my hands on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Mm. I I did. They could. They should. Was there a way to do that title better, folks? Like, it's a little wordy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could just call it I Suicide mean, Squad. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Or just like, I guess you could kind of call it Suicide Squad or you could just call it Kill the Justice League and you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But yeah, like, I mean, uh, SSKLA. Right Dude, I've seen a people, I've seen people like uh, like abbreviate it <laughs> and just like I'm just like oh geez Louise, yeah I'm playing as 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 yeah K T L J K T L J the wait no, K T J L yeah K T J L I had it right kill the league justice get of it. Well, I'm glad I'm doing good. Just uh, it's it's we're early into the week and uh, it's it's I've been eagerly awaiting like the. The February release schedule. There's so many good games. Oh God, I know.
1: I'm month. not. I'm not. God, I'm not prepared, man. I mean, even
2: just like kind of like leading. I'm having the to. Really, I'm like... having to skip releases. Like I have three that I'm that I'm absolutely for sure skipping on because I just don't have time. Yeah. To get them.
1: A... Yeah. Unfortunately, man. I mean, it's like I'm. I'm prioritizing Hell Divers. For sure. That's like a oh of, yeah, yeah.
2: Hell Divers yeah. is like that's a must buy for me. Yeah and then Pacific buy. Drive is a must buy for
1: mm, me this month. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good call, my good sir. Well, uh you know what else is goodbye
0: though, Garrick. What what? What? Uh what? Oral sex in front of a Seven Eleven. Okay. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> yeah. Okay. But also the Good Kraken Podcast, because tonight we're talking Choose Your Fighter, the No Parole Patrol, the Lowdown on Industry Layoffs, and much, much more, because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game of pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. If you're on this wave, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and soon have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. Yarr. Thank you, gentlemen. But if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv slash show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. DJ. Prime Gaming. And we would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you that are listening or watching at home. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. (laughs) Garek Bartholomew, mm. we mm. have what? some captain's orders, my friend. Uh, guys, do we? we're going to need y'all to pay very, very close attention to our schedule next week. Uh, very because, close. Because very next close. week, starting on good old February 5th, Monday, February 5th. That's right. We're coming to you guys with the very first day. Of good Kraken Fest. That's right. We're celebrating our third year anniversary of doing this absolute just fucking dumpster fire bullshit that we've been doing for a few <laughs> years now. And we're coming in to celebrate it with you guys with our slate of new content, new schedule, new faces, uh, new, new fucking everything, man. New stuff. Just the, the new goodies, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we're kicking that off on Monday with the Shipwreck show as our first episode of the week. Uh, we cannot say too much more than that right now in regards to that schedule. Uh, so hang tight on Saturday. We'll run it down with you guys. Um, And then just keep your eyes close to our Discord channel where Garrick posts our schedule each week. He will let you guys know what to expect next week as we get a little bit closer to it. But uh with that said, you do not want to miss that shit. I promise you it's going to be a fucking good time. Better than we honestly probably deserve, to be honest with you.
2: Probably. I um, <laughs> no, mean, we deserve gonna, it, man. We deserve we're going to do our best to make it. I think it's going to be a... Cool. It's gonna be a fun, I'm really. Fun time. I think it's gonna be a genuinely fun week. It, it's. I,
0: I'm. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Hopefully, man. you guys are excited. You guys listening,
1: we love you. Yes, we love we you love guys. You. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you guys for being here. We and we we love having you guys here. We love having having the the availability to celebrate with all of you. Um, the shenanigans and fuckery that we've been up to the past few years and been up to with you guys, and we thank you all each and every goddamn day. Um, With that said, we have a segment to be going into here, gentlemen. And uh, DJ, I ask you, good sir, what are we getting into next?
0: Well, it's going to be some eventful takes tonight. Mm. So all hands on deck. Mm. Everybody, brace yourselves. Hands on fucking deck,
1: baby. That's right. We are getting into it tonight because each of these two young fellows here, I've got a chance to play some video games of recent, Um, starting with DJ here. uh, As mentioned, DJ has been just cramming, just cramming his waking hours into the wonderful, brand new Tekken motherfucking eight DJ. Yes, I'm going to give you a chance to go for it. My doggy dog. How has it been? Tell us all about Tekken eight, my good sir.
0: Guys, um, you guys hear my reviews all the time. Mm. And when I love a game, I am not shy about it. And I'll let you guys know that this game is amazing. Uh, mm. as a long time mm. Tekken fan, uh ever since Tekken three, I, I've owned every single Tekken game. Um uh and and it, it it's been a wild ride from three to now with Tekken eight. Um, this is not only the best Tekken game to date, but I argue it is the best fighting game to date. Oh, um,
1: wow. Damn. wow! It is on par. It's
0: fighters. on par and maybe even better in some aspects than Street Fighter VI so far. Wow. Um, I, and I truly believe that. Um, not thought, that I have man. any Goddamn. bias... I, I do have a little bit of bias towards tekken because i i enjoyed 3d fighters more than 2d fighters for sure but even with street Fighter 6's success i could recognize that and i can respect it and mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the best fighting game out uh until tekken 8 came out for me uh, there's so much to do and there's so much content in this game it made it made me rethink about uh my views on Mortal Kombat 1 when i gave the review on it on the, our, our hands oh, on Mortal Kombat okay, 1 okay. back then uh i don't know what score i gave it i think i gave it either like a 9 or a 10 i think mm-hmm. it, yeah I, to me now it drops to a 7 because this, comparatively speaking right comparative mm-hmm. speaking to this fighting game there's so much more content and it, none of it is locked behind a paywall none mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. absolutely none mm-hmm. We have 32 characters, all customizable, all with their own character episodes, which are like story little matches and character endings. Uh, you get their concept art. You get their uh, their little movie or whatever. Uh, you get three single-player modes, four even, um, and you get a multitude of other... Uh, of course, you get the online and um just the practice mode and how extensive that is this whole thing is a complete package for a fighting game i mean just the solo content alone um you have the main story mode which is uh, called the uh, the dark awakens um or something like that um and it, it continues on from the story of tekken 7 uh narratively speaking and uh basically goes fucking wild it it won't probably won't make sense for someone who's coming back into the series and doesn't really know about the story that's been going on for the past uh seven games. Mm. Uh, but they do give you a gallery mode where you can recap yourself on the past few games, and it's available to you, so you can use that before you get into the story. And this story is wild, dude. It's cat. It's. Uh, uh, I saw another reviewer say. I think it was a. Uh, Like GameSpot or or IGN said, it is capital A anime because it is anime as fuck. It's just like a shounen, you know, it it follows those tropes. But it literally um, is a shounen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of it. And and it's so, and it's a love letter to Tekken fans (laughs) because the story and how it plays out and the characters and their involvement within the story. Uh, it made me tear up. It made me cry, actually. Uh, and I think uh, I was talking to Coop about this this morning. Coop, uh, our good friend who uh, is also into Tekken, he said he cried like fully, full on balled out because he because of the the this story. And it is it is really good. It is super good. And um, I, I just can't like I, I've seen people on Twitter like finishing the story. They're like, "Oh my god, this is the best Tekken story to date." uh last okay. uh, tekken 7 story was like it was a weird telling of it it was like through the eyes of a journalist into the world of tekken which uh, some people will like some people didn't like but i think this one is universally really good just the presentation of it is super super good super sound like there's the, the nice music there's like a little tournament arc within it there's different modes inside the story mode actually without spoiling too much there's different ways to play the game. Uh, uh, or now if you remember Tekken Force mode in Tekken 3, there is a yes, Tekken Force mode homage in the oh, campaign. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. So, um, also, uh, Tekken 8 introduces special style, which is the basically the modern controls from Street Fighter 6. But instead of just like, like minimizing the control scheme, it's or it actually super minimizes it into like one to two button presses so you can and it's a toggle it's a, a l1 or left left bumper yeah. on controller and it basically there's a menu that pops up and you and you can do it for every character and and if you're doing it all you can also do it online and people can see it as the menu pop up uh, using special style and you can just basically do kind of easy combos with characters that you might not really like to play, so you don't have to learn each character eh. that you don't really want to play. You can just turn on special style and have a blast of the campaign. I did actually most of the campaign on special style. Um, And it was fun. It was still a fun experience. I get a taste of what these characters can do without having to learn a whole move list. Um, the story concludes pretty well. And then the, the second story, uh, uh, um, single player mode, is called Arcade Quest. You make a little xbox 360 arcade avatar and basically it's kind of like pokemon where like you you're going into different arcades uh around this little world and you're being taught the game it's like a long tutorial but they give you a lot of um uh, reassurement and and encouragement throughout um where it basically teaches you the game and teaches you all the complexities of the game like punish moves and the new heat system and um, you know how to you know uh, break out of throws and stuff like that, um, and in the whole like and it's a it's like a flat story about like oh you should focus on having fun instead of trying to being the best. And there's little tournaments you can do against other like characters at, in inside the story mode. So it's it's very beginner friendly, and it teaches you a lot about the systems of the game and, and makes it fun. Um, and then there's an, the third single player route. There's character episodes. Each character has a character episode where you click, uh, pick a character and you play through five, uh, matches. And then it, once you complete it, you get that character's ending episode ending. And it's pretty funny. Some of them are, are pretty humorous. Um, like kazuya's he fucking at the end they sh- he shows a, a massive shoe collection because uh, a call back to the tekken one in the manual in the user manual it's it, it uh showcases the characters in their hobbies and kazuya's hobby was collecting sneakers so it's like it's like <laughs> more more fan service for the fans and and then yeah, if you really want to play regular like arcade battle you can do that too you can play like through eight matches just like in like an arcade would and uh, you know you'll fight against a a, a a big bad guy at the end, and then you know that's it. It's this, and it, it's, and that's just the single player modes for a fighting game. Yeah, um, right, right. Like There's we haven't talked content. about online. We haven't talked about uh, Tekken Ball, which is back from Tekken Three. Mm-hmm. Tekken Ball is a full fledged mode, uh, and it's fun. It's still fun, and you can also play Tekken Ball online, so you can also beat your friends up with a volleyball um there's also uh the tekken fight lounge which acts like the battle hub in street fighter 6 where you can like uh walk around with your friends and what's cool is there you go into this area with arcade machines and there's this there's a section where you can do group battles so uh there's like an arcade machine lined up like back to back here i can walk and access this this side of the arcade machine and a buddy can go on the other side and we match right then and there. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah, and we did that uh, on, the, on, the, on the splash damage. Yeah. It was, I, it was you know, so rad, dude. It was so rad. Next to each other. Um, it's really, really cool. Uh, also, character customization. There's a lot of customization options. You can tell uh, some of the Soul Calibur uh, uh, people who worked on Soul Caliber had a hand in the customization for this game because... Um, uh, there's just it's an extensive list i've seen so many things on twitter and tiktok of these crazy character customization making them into characters from other ips which and they look pretty convincing um the online works really well uh it can be kind of spotty with some people who are on wi-fi but that's kind of just you know, the thing with fighting games, but the rollback netcode seems to be really well. When it works, it fucking works. It's responsive as fuck. Me and Ernell were playing on like 130 MS and it felt buttery smooth mm-hmm. like the whole time. No drops, no nothing. Um, the game does have some crashing issues. Uh, I've run into a few, um, but I think it's just like between systems and it might just be me. Uh, but uh, be aware that there, there is some crash systems. Maybe make sure to update your drivers and shit like that. Yes. But this game has so much, so much customization as well. Uh, There's also the jukebox mode, which they, they brought back from Tekken 7, where uh, you have access to the entire library of all the Tekken games and the all their original soundtracks. And you can customize it to where you can uh, create uh, up to three playlists and choose what songs play on what stages, and uh, also um, whenever someone's about to win, like, let's say if you're you're two rounds up in the set, right? Uh, some maps, uh, some stages have a climax, uh, a climax uh, section where you can have a different song for the climax version. So, like you know, if you're uh, if you want to customize that too, or you can just put the whole thing on shuffle. Um, you know, of all the fucking soundtracks, it is so, so much content here, and I, I get the game is seventy dollars, but for seventy dollars still, you are getting so much game. You're getting so much fucking game, uh, for a fighting game, and I know fighting games don't really get game of the year, but this is my game of the
2: year so far oh hey
0: hey, okay
1: okay all right doggy dog well mr game of the year i'm sure that we have some questions for you uh if 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 i may kind of feel this off here um so you mentioned that this game has so far made you really kind of like reconsider your thoughts on mortal kombat and street fighter from last year um Mm -hmm. obviously that means that for you this game sort of gives you exactly what you're looking for out of a fighting game, but does it give Mm -hmm. you more than you were looking for out of Tekken eight? I mean, obviously you had some expectations, but do you feel that it like really, really fully exceeded those or did it just meet everything that you needed it to
0: meet? I think it, it met everything that I, I I wanted to meet and did more. Okay. Um, Okay. Like for example, this is the, the first kind of Tekken that I actually dived dove into learning, like the internal language of the game, like or if, in terms of fighting games in general, like plus frames and and tech grabs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never learned that for Tekken. I've just been strictly button mashing. But but this game makes it so approachable to make me understand. Oh, that's how I'm supposed to play. That's how I'm supposed to move. And even. There's even stuff within the practice tool that will help you. So, there's frame data you can have displayed. Uh, You can set up the practice however you want. You can focus on just punishment training, which is a toggle. You can like toggle in the menu and just focus on punishing. Um, There's also uh, like learning how to get up and like there's also combo challenges. Uh, Each character has. 11 or 12 combo challenges that you can do and you can practice over and over again. Okay. And, uh, and you, you get like, you know, you can go down the list, like each combo challenge gets harder and harder, of course, but you start learning it that way and learning uh, that character's kind of move set. Uh, and there's a replay system. Um, Every match you play online, I believe if it's against a human, yes, every match you play online, uh, it gets sent into your replays and you can go into the replay list and watch your replay and it will actually pause and give you a tool tip on what you should have done oh, that's in really this cool. situation.
1: That's really, so really cool. Let's
0: say if you hit a launcher and you launched a character in the air, but you didn't do a combo, it'll actually pause and show, Oh, this is the, this is one of the optimum combos you could have done in this situation while you have that character in the air. And what's even crazier is you can jump in to the replay and play out the replay. Like what you should can take have control- been, and- Yeah, you can take control of that character within the replay and do the combo that they listed. So you can practice that and like you can use that as a tool for you to practice um, to optimize your game. Uh and, and and I think that's super sick. That it's never been done before. You can never like it's I this is the only fighting game that's been so innovative with that. Like like I don't think you guys understand. Like you can jump into your replays. You <laughs> right, can actually play right. it out. As long as the other character is, is played by a human, it will actually just like copy their moves and you can just uh do the combo over or like do a different combo instead. Right. right. Um which is crazy, um, and then also uh, within the replay, I think uh, you can watch it, you can favorite it, uh, and it, it will like like I said, it'll show you like the the optimal combos, uh, or you can take control of I think the the other character, so that you can take control of them and then sh- oh. and see what they could have done better as well, oh, if they could have okay. punished you on this or punish you on this move and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's really sick. There's also a uh, ghost, super ghost battle uh, that I forgot to mention. Also a single-player mode. So uh, you unlock this after completing Chapter 3 of Arcade Quest, I think. Okay. So basically, uh, every character that you play and every character that's being played, uh, there's a ghost of it. And so a ghost is kind of like a computer-ran version of your character that you play. So, um, Basically, it, it saves that it saves all your moves and mannerisms so that you can challenge uh like the CPU basically of yourself. Mm. Um so super ghost battles, you can battle your own ghosts in the mode so you it can learn your moves and mannerisms so you you can um practice against yourself and see what tendencies you have and and try to fix them as well. And it, it, it's learning in real time as you're fighting it. Um, it'll, it'll even pop up a little pop. This is AI like learning. So it's like learning from your moves and, and your, your tendencies. You can also battle CPU ghosts, other people's ghosts. So let's say if you got, you got, you got your ass beat, you can download that player's ghost. Uh, and you can just practice against that ghost without that person without having that person be online for you to rematch Okay, um, I can, okay. and any of your friends I can, if you have any friends, you can download their ghosts so when they're offline you can just start practicing against their ghosts and learning their moves and mannerisms without having to be online and present for it um which is also really sick um i I, I think it, it this this game is is just incredible um any other questions
1: hi my rating i think you cover you covered all the bases for me so far man garrick what about you
2: uh yeah my only real question was like do they have any intention of like doing like a continued development on this will they'll like will they expand the roster or is this like a game released as a product
0: um they're gonna work on the game for for the time like they're they're gonna continue updating the game uh, like, uh, I think uh, I follow Harada on Twitter and he's like, yeah, we haven't stopped working. Like we have not stopped working. We're working on like patches and fixes for the servers and, and, you know, nerfing or buffing characters. Um, uh, there's also four characters coming out this year. So they okay. do like a little seasonal thing. So the first character they revealed, uh, okay, I think last pass. week, yeah, uh, like a season pass. So, um, there, there'll be a new character coming, I think in Feb in this month uh, this coming month. And, uh, and then, uh, the next one in the spring and then the fall and then winter. Um, okay. okay. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, you, uh... It, it, they haven't said anything about the Harada said something about, uh, on Twitter. He's, they haven't looked at guest characters yet. So I'm assuming the, these first four, well, they revealed the first one. He's a returning character, Eddie Gordo. He's a capoeira fighter. Um, So they released the first one, but they haven't revealed the other three yet. So I'm assuming they might, the other three might be returning characters or new characters. So we don't know yet, Um, but uh, haven't, they haven't uh, said anything about guest characters yet, which is, was the draw of Tekken seven. They had Noctis, Geese Howard from uh, King Fighters and uh, uh, Negan from the Walking Dead series. Yeah, that's right. I forgot Um, about that. Yeah, so it, all the stuff like that.
1: Respect it, man. Respect it, dude. Well, DJ, it is uh, it is cool to see this game unfold. I'm glad that you're as hyped as you are about it. I've been wanting to spend some time. I was telling you before, uh, before stream. I've been <clears throat> itching to fucking play, but unfortunately, I've been like so busy getting ready for next week that like I haven't got a chance mm-hmm. to. But I'm excited, dude. Like when we played for Splash Damage last week, it was genuinely genuinely such a fun time playing a fighting yeah. game and that is super nostalgic for me coming out of having i think last time i played was tekken 4 in any real capacity mm-hmm. and uh and it was it's fun dude it's a it's a fun fucking game i definitely agree that like dude, it's- and,
0: and it's fast paced it's faster <clears throat> than tekken 7 with the heat system and mm-hmm. how like because that's how they model the game about being aggressive and it it, it feels good dude it feels the best it's ever felt. Uh, even just playing with friends. Like I, I haven't giggled like a little boy in so long playing this game, just having a fucking blast.
1: Dude, it was, it was a fucking blast, man. But yeah. speaking of playing with friends, uh, Garrick has been playing a game that is, uh, you would argue intended for playing with friends. And, uh, and he has been getting his nitty gritty in on the brand new, as mentioned earlier, suicide squad, uh, j t. l k
0: kill the justice League Killed kill the justice
1: league. league garrick, tell us about your time with that so far
2: uh before I even talk about the my experience playing the game uh-huh i simply cannot ignore the press that circ that has circulated in the last twenty four hours uh-huh. about this game uh-huh. yeah uh i have been playing video games for a lot of years many many a lot years, of years. I say. yeah and uh i've enjoyed video games and comic book characters for a long time and they've been a really big part of like my upbringing and like and like all of that stuff and i have never been more fucking disappointed in the last 24 hours of, like, comic book fans and superhero fans and gamers in general, yeah. you guys are so fucking hateful for no reason at all.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: It's 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 honestly, like, this game had some of the most bizarre fucky press I've ever seen uh-huh. circulate around a game launch for no reason at all other than And this is going to be a hot take because I know a lot of people have strong feelings negatively about this game. Give give us the hot takes, dog. You guys are all a bunch of fucking crybabies. Like, literally, I have played 10 hours of this game since it launched at 10 p.m. yesterday. Mm. Right. I have been playing basically nonstop. Mm. And this literally feels like a rock steady game. It has all of the markings. Like the riddler challenges in this are fucking better than the ones in Arkham Knight, dude. They're oh, actual riddles. Okay.
1: Mm. Okay.
2: All right. I'm not just I'm not just running around doing some bullshit AR challenge. Like they have the bullshit AR challenges too, but like there's legit like sections on the map where like the riddler will provide you with a riddle, and then you have to I like find like the place in the world that matches what that riddle is. And like in there's no other hints other than the riddle he provided to you. That's it. Right. Like it's like it's so like Rocksteady once again showed to me that they do understand these characters. And like you guys are so fucking upset that it's not a Batman video game, just like everybody was so fucking upset that Gotham Knights was not a Batman video game. And then like, <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the disrespectful handling of like your favorite characters, who fucking cares like, I'm, yeah. s- these are fictional You're characters, people. About oh, these dude, are really fictional characters. No, I really am. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Everybody I and their fucking river. mother that has come out and has weaponized Kevin Conroy's passing about how, like, I can't believe that this was the product that, like, Kevin Conroy, he signed the contract to play this version of Batman knowing Kill the Justice League was in the fucking title. Yep, yep. 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 Like, you guys are unfucking believable with this shit. Unfucking believable. And honestly, the unceremonious handling of his character. The whole point of the Suicide Squad is the fact that it's irreverent as fuck. These characters don't give a shit about killing heroes. They don't give a shit about killing civilians. They don't give a shit about saving the fucking day. They're in here to save their own fucking skins because Mm -hmm. they have a bomb in their head. Yep. That's That's the plot of the fucking Suicide Squad. That's Task Force S in a nutshell. (laughs) And anybody coming at me saying that, like, oh, they handled the characters funny or they disrespected Batman or the Flash or Green Lantern. That's the whole point. The whole point yep. is to is to take these lesser known B-list C-list characters, put them in a position they have absolutely no fucking right being in and uh-huh. shitting all over your favorite heroes. That's yep. what the Suicide Squad is. And if you don't understand that, like go back to the comic books and then like come back to me and we'll have a chat. Mm. Like mm. also Anybody who's saying that like that Rocksteady has basically fallen from grace because they've accepted LGBTQI into their workforce, Mm. fuck off. Kevin Conroy was gay. Fuck off, guys. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. Like, I like all of the discourse around this shit is legit fucking nonsense. Like you're all a bunch of fucking Bitch babies. I'm so Ooh, fucking sorry. And I'm not uh, sorry. Let's go, dude. Like, you Let's go. Guys, I, like, I've never been more disappointed in like, comic book fans and like gamer fans than I have been with like the reception of this game. Because you guys literally let one article from one person spiral into such a negative, controversial sh- piece of shit show mm. that you guys are, aren't even willing to ex- like, try the product on your own and make your own opinion to yourself. Mm. With that being said, I'm having a great fucking time playing <laughs> let's Suicide go, Squad. Dude. Let's go, Kill the Justice League. I'm asleep. so stoked, dude. Let's go. Now, okay, all right. Let's talk about it. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. This is not going to be... This isn't a 10 out of 10 game. It's got some qualms. There are some things I have issues with it, just like I had issues with Gotham Knights. Now, this is a... Games as a service style game. It's going to be having seasons and a post content like schedule, uh, like a post launch content schedule. Um, But I have been playing this largely solo. Um, I have been doing like an open, um, like an open party and played with some uh, randoms and stuff. But I've been playing this mostly solo. And guess what? It feels like a fucking single player Arkham game with three AIs that just happen to be tagging along with you for the camaraderie.
1: That's Uh,
2: That's what it does. Um the on the always online factor has only interrupted my gameplay experience twice and I have been and they have it has only happened after long plays. Okay, okay. So I've only had I've only had like session to grade issues after long plays. Like but like as far as like this game being like an always online, like I, it has not hampered my experience or marred anything in any way. They've already announced that they're going to be doing an offline mode, folks. Like just if, if that's your one bitch about this game, just wait for them to release the online mode and you'll be fine. This plays legitimately like a single player squad based game when you're solo. It does. You have the ability to swap your team members like if you were playing a Final Fantasy game and taking control of those other party members. It's But, you know, but the gameplay loop is it's an open it's an open world game. You're playing the game takes place in the city of Metropolis. Um, it looks nothing like Fortnite at all. It looks like the antithesis of Gotham. Right. Gotham is a dark shitty pisshole city and this looks like the paragon <laughs> city that Superman lives in. It looks, it like, looks hold on. like it looks the like the place a, where Superman would live. It looks like, like a
1: Metropolis. <laughs> Who would have wow. Thought, dude? Right? Yeah. And like
2: it's crazy. And you know like there are some things about the way that they chose to approach the game world that I'm not soupy ha- super happy with. Um it's, uh, it does feel a little soupy. soupy uh, it does it does fall into that like there's not a, enough going on in the world for it to feel alive sometimes it falls into that rut mm. on occasion okay. uh, but okay. there's plenty to do while you're out in the world but this is a combat focused looter shooter folks right with a very good comic book story uh narrative wrapped around it so let's get into the gameplay you take place. You you take control of one of the four members of the Suicide Squad, and uh, you are trying to kill the Justice League. That's liter- You are literally doing exactly what the title says. Um, and all around, while you're doing this, you are exploring uh, Metropolis and fighting all sorts of. Uh, Uh, of brainiacs minions you know like you're you're fighting tanks you're you're destroying alien howitzers on rooftops you're uh and then you're and you're taking on side missions from your your task force x uh support you know villains that have also been conscripted by amanda waller um You know, from anyone to Poison Ivy to Gizmo to uh, the Toymaker, you know, like you've got all these support characters and and the penguin that kind of serve as like your like your your base of operations. Uh, The the gameplay loop actually reminds me of a very interesting mix of Division two and Anthem. Oh, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so and, and for better or worse in both of those comparisons. Sure. Um, yeah, so like, you know, how, so when you're out in the open world of anthem in division two you know how like you would just kind of happen on things like that just happened very organically in the world but they weren't yeah. necessarily events that triggered they were just static things that you would just interact with or yeah. like you'd be walking from point a to point b in division and there would be like an enemy patrol and you would just fight that enemy patrol and then move on that's most of your combat encounters that happen outside of missions in this game okay. um hmm. that's interesting right yeah, so that's kind of like that's kind of like the long and short of it. Like, and you're like, and you're given, you're getting like, you're getting bonus rewards and experiences for uh, stopping uh, you off the beaten path and making sure you're destroying that howitzer on the roof or that tank on the rooftop or uh, you know if you're seeing uh like a hibernation chamber that's like for brainiacs minions you're going through and just you're destroying that like you're that that's providing you with like resource materials to go back and craft and you know uh and like you also like static loot like actual loot drops and you have um and that kind of brings us to like our loot pool so you have like a first a primary weapon, secondary weapon melee grenade shield mod and a traversal uh there's two other things i haven't unlocked yet despite the fact that i'm 10 hours in i'm a little shocked um so i don't know what those quite are but like that bakes up your basic loadout thank god this game launches with 12 loadouts every live service oh, shooter should Jesus launch with loadouts thank <laughs> you Rocksteady, for launching your <laughs> game with loadouts so you uh you there are no recosts or like you are you you are literally able to go through in like Adjust your your loadout on the fly. As long as you're not actively in combat, you can finish an encounter, swap out your weapons, go to your talent tree, just edit them. You don't even have to you don't even have to re- refund the point and respend it. You literally just hit the edit button and move it. Oh, okay. And then and then right. and then you're like, all right, I didn't really like that skill. I'm just gonna try this one now. And bing bang boom, let's just see how it does. Say you get it. It's like say you've been running like an SMG build uh on right and like but that smg is kind of out of date for you or you don't really like it or you happen to just get a web a new weapon you really want to try but it's a sniper rifle and you're not set up for sniper rifles you equip that sniper rifle you just go to your talents uh i'm maining captain boomerang he has like a range or a ranger sort of play style uh sniper sort of play style you can lean into okay um so like i just adjusted my talents to kind of match that play style um and you know and then it's so it made it really fun and engaging to just swap your loadout on the fly to be able to like take on different things because different enemies do kind of have uh like they have different patterns and stuff like the snipers you can't melee them like if you approach a sniper from melee range like that bitch is gonna phase out and teleport away from you and just continue to snipe you Um, oh okay the game also has like uh an active shield system so uh and it's it's based in lore even um so like in most games like destiny when your shield drops right you have like a delay period and then that shield will then start to recharge yes Uh, right not in suicide squad if your shield is depleted you have to actively replenish it by stealing it from the enemy and it's Mm, because amanda waller says Fuck you. You got to work for your shit. Hiding behind cover means you're wasting my time. So if you're not actively fucking up the enemy and stealing your shield, that's it. You're dead. So like she literally says if you're in the fight or you're not or you're, or you're toast, like none of this, none of this cover shooter shit around here. That's pretty cool. I like that. OK. Yeah. And so like they, they at least give you a lore reason as to why your shield doesn't regenerate. It's because Amanda Waller's an asshole and she doesn't really care if you're having a bad time. Uh, and so you're actively like, and the way you like stagger the enemies is like they have different like weak points. Um, if you sh- like, you've got like your typical head. Um, like I'm sure you've seen like some of the gameplay clips. Like the the enemies will have like a purple like brainiac pimple blister like weak point that you can target. Yeah. Um, and then like your typical grunts and stuff, like to be able to access their shield and steal it from them, you actually shoot their legs. And so like, and then we'll stagger them and then you go in and you melee them and you steal that shield and it will replenish a portion uh, of your shield. And all the, the, all the while you're doing this in a very, very, very chaotic combat setting. Like, holy shit, you are constantly moving, constantly doing, um, each character has like their own traversal mechanic and the and their traversal mechanic is used in combat like this is not just something you're gonna use to get from point a to point b it is like an active part of your character's skill set and arsenal in the combat setting and it makes each character feel so fucking unique um so King Shark, he is basically the only meta, the real meta human. Uh, and he has like, he can super leap. He can kind of like swim and dash through the air. Uh, and like, and so he's, he's like a brawler, heavy tank suppressor sort of play style. Right. Okay. And so like the way he leaps and the way his traversal interacts, you're just constantly hopping into the fray and, you know, like beating the fuck out of those enemies, hopping out and then hopping to the next group and beating up that, that group of enemies. Uh, Harley Quinn, got a grappling hook and a, a bat a Batman drone that follows her around and she'll grappling oh. hook to that Batman drone. That's how they made it that's I was wondering that's how really they made cool. that make sense. Yeah because it was just like really, the really cool. I was like is she grappling to nothing? No she's grappling to the Batman drone that follows her around. That's but she rad. can also do some other cool stuff that I felt made her really unique to play. You can rather than just using that grappling hook to swing you can suspend yourself from it. And shoot from the grappling hook. And like while you're actively shooting like on the grappling hook. Uh, and so like you can be like you'll attach to the grappling hook. You'll suspend yourself and you're just like hovering over the battlefield. Pew pewing away. Drop like raining down grenades and then dropping down with your Harley Quinn hammer and just wreck and shop. Uh, Captain Boomerang has access to a version of the Speed Force via a, like a, like a manipulator gauntlet essentially. And okay. like you throw your gauntlet. And you, like, you literally speed force your ass to it. And, like, it's a, it functions as, like, a short-range teleporter. And you can have, like, a super... You have, like, a super speed dash that lasts, like, X amount of seconds after uh you've like dashed and like the way his stuff is like because the boomerang curves so like it's really easy to throw your boomerang and get behind an enemy shield on a rooftop and just like start wrecking everybody's shop and then you throw your boomerang through back through the shield and get back on the other side and start, start supporting your enemy like your allies from another rooftop with your sniper rifle or getting up close with your shotgun and just hit and run play style and you know and then you've got deadshot who has a jetpack who can literally just hover above the battlefield and like and, and manipulate and like have a 3 360 like sniper scope range and they all have like you know their different weapons that they have access to um you know like uh, we you've got your typical arsenal of like SMGs assault rifles uh miniguns uh pistols and snipers like that's kind of like that makes up like and then they each have their own unique um melee weapon that's based off of like you know their characters uh, their the hero identity if you will uh and it they all feel really really great to play um i'm really quite surprised with how fluid it makes the combat feel it's ridiculously engaging um the combat feels so fun to engage in that it's it's it the combat itself breaks up the monotony of the activities in the game kind of feeling samey um okay. because the activities in in the open <clears throat> world will at the end of the day when you're doing your support stuff it like a lot of it will be like kill x enemy gather material from enemy drop it off at a resource point and move on you know like it's it it very much has like the that very like public event uh like destiny sort of like open world activity approach okay. uh, to 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 like it's open world stuff uh and then like as far as like your the like the side quests and stuff they all kind of have a, a very similar format that you'll start to recognize after you've done you know a good handful of them like oh yeah each toy maker mission looks like this each hack mission looks like this and so on and so forth and you'll you can there's like a predictability of to like what kind of mission and modifiers that like those missions are gonna have uh, but they're not uninteresting either like uh, like when you're doing missions for Gizmo, like you can only damage enemies while you're using vehicles, or if you're doing something with Hack, you have to be able to be using uh, like you have to be able to break enemies' shields down. If you're doing something for Poison Ivy, you have to kill enemies with uh, like with using like your elemental afflictions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's like augments and modifiers that get applied to the missions to kind of keep you on your toes, uh, and you know, and and keep you engaged in what's going on on a mission to mission basis. Okay, that kind of that's really kind of encompasses like the the core gameplay of the game. Uh, Do you guys have any questions?
1: I have a couple off the cuff, but I want DJ to run first, so go for it.
0: Um, We saw a little bit of the previews of this game uh, unceremoniously uh, uh, through that IGN review. Mm, Very much so. Right. Um. We were making fun of the, the UI. Uh, uh, was the UI an issue for you, uh, Derek? UI. Uh, the, uh, or, uh, I'm, I'm glad you that you mentioned that. In-
2: so the UI that I saw in the game previews, in the gameplay previews, and what I've personally experienced, I think they made some back-end adjustments because it doesn't feel like screen vomit to me when I've been playing, Yeah, personally. Um the screen does get awfully busy, but I've never felt that there's been so much occurring on the screen at once that it's been too much. Uh, I have gone through and I've turned off a couple of like minor things that I just didn't feel like I saw a benefit to them, Uh, like the cool down on my traversal ability. I'm good. I don't I'm good on that. Yeah, I understand. That's fine. We'll figure it out. I don't need that. Like because like I understand that, like my re like that, like my shit refreshes when my feet touch the ground, like so it's fine. Like I like I as a gamer can I don't need like a little bar like right. So like there's some things that I've chosen to turn off just like from a clutter perspective. Sure um but like all of the information they're providing you as the character doesn't feel unnecessary it can just be in the midst of the already really chaotic combat model that this game's kind of taking approach to that it can be really visually overstimulating still
0: uh and i had, I had, I had a follow-up or not follow-up but it's like a second question okay. um, go for it what um so i know you've been like really playing this game pretty hard for the past uh for the past day right Uh, or for, uh, capacity, yeah. Um, how, how good does the game feel to just like, like, what type of play style are you, you gonna go for? Like, in terms of like, just, is this like something you just drop it? Like, you can just drop in and play right away? Or do you need to like set yourself up for playing this game for a couple hours? Or can you just like, oh, I can just pause here, do what I need to do, come back later. Or, or or like how, how how do you feel playing this game? Can you do those things? Oh, that's a fair question.
2: Uh I actually that's a great question. And I felt like this game has been incredibly respectful of my time. Hmm. Um okay. And, that's a fair answer. and what I and what I say and what I say by that is like each time I have like hopped into a session. I have felt like I have made progress in the game. I have been rewarded with a new piece of loot, or if I've not been rewarded with a new piece of loot, I've been rewarded with something new for me to access the hall of justice that I've gotten through like a mission. Um, Mm -hmm. There is like, you can, the game is, is designed in such a way that like you could literally hop onto the game just to, edit one of your heroes without having to ever actually log into a session and access the map Mm. like you don't even like you can Mm. literally just go to the main menu and just and like just fuck with your roster right there and then start the session and like and and and, like and prepare yourself for play that way. Or you can literally just get right into the action, dive straight into the game and just like just start wandering Metropolis at your own at your own leisure. Uh, the game does something really cool that I like from like a co-op standpoint. Um, so it has it, it. It they it's like so they call it the social squad, uh, but it's it's got like a team leader mechanic when you're in co-op. But okay. you know how like traditionally speaking, when you join like these looter shooter type games or these large party squad session types games. It's just the party host who is in charge of the session, the session. Yeah, right. Right. This game doesn't do that. It actually like actively like passes the party lead around on a mission to mission basis.
1: Oh, that's weird. How do they keep track of everything?
2: It's based off of how you performed in the mission. So whoever mm. got like the most kills and did like the best in that mission becomes the squad leader. And then you get to choose the next activity for your group oh. so that everybody gets like some semblance of player freedom and player control. You don't okay. like what that player is going to choose. Drop out of the session. No harm, no foul. You'll literally just go back to a single player pressure like session right where you were at. Um, it's, it's super easy. Drop in, drop out. Um, Player progression is like it. if you're like if you're on the same mission, it's going to like you'll you'll progress together. But like, you know, you could also, you know, sh- you can also shepherd uh, or like just help out people that are ahead of you and still maintain your own progress without fear of skipping uh, oh, okay. like okay. story stuff, which is a big um, problem.
1: In Destiny. yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, so you, like, yeah, like, if you, if you, like, if you do, like, a mission that's, like, further in the campaign than where you are, your campaign will still be intact, but if you guys started at the same time, your progress will also continue, if oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. It was, like, is it, like, so, Redfall, like, when we played Redfall? Is it similar? Um... No, because Redfall, Redfall operated in a way where like, it, it, were like you only only the host progression stayed, and you had to completely oh, yeah, yeah. redo like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this, like so if you like so like as an example, if we started like day one mission one, my progress and your progress, DJ would just carry on. Yeah, but if carry. like I hopped out of the session and like you know we had just beat the boss, the first boss, but you kept playing. You know, and I joined you a few hours later, and you're on the second boss. I can still beat the second boss on my own game because you have passed me. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. That makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Garrick, my question for you, and I want to make this quick because we got to wrap things up here. But, um, obviously, when we talk about live service games, there is the pretty ongoing, uh, just understanding that a live service game, really the the big bulk of the content, the juicy stuff, if you will, is the end game content. The campaign right. sort of like acts as a vehicle for you to get to the max level or the cap um, in order for you to then be able to play the end game content in a way that will not make you suffer um, each time that you try to jump into an activity um do you feel that the campaign in this serves simply just as a vehicle or do you feel that it does actually feel just like a single player game that just so happens to have a big bolstered end game even though i know you're not there
2: with my experience with the story so far uh it actually feels like it genuinely like this was written as a single player story experience that just has a bolstered end game. Uh, like there are like the the narrative of the game, the campaign missions do not feel like it is offering the player tutorial shit. That yeah. is what your side missions are for. That's what's going to give you like your extra unlocks, unlocking your blueprints for your crafting, your new legendary stuff. And like at your penguins workshop, or, you know, like doing a side mission for poison Ivy to unlock a new elemental affinity for your weapons. Like that's where all that stuff is going to take place. That's where like your looter shooter side content comes from. Okay. But like, if you were to just access this game and basically ignore the live service respect, ignore like the side content and just play it as like, I want to play this as a story game. You're still probably going to clock like 15 or 16 hours out of this.
1: Okay.
2: Like this is okay. not, this is not like your destiny. Like you spent four hours in the campaign and now you're just grinding light level. Uh, And like, and I, I'm really curious as to what the end. I know what the end game looks like. It, I know it, it. It takes place in like the form of incursions after y- your first major boss fight. It literally openly shows you the multiverse in this game. Like it literally, uh-huh. like it, like it just it. And you're just like, oh fucking k, like y'all just lean right on into it, and. Uh, and like, it, it really makes a big deal. Like out of like the way they're like, they're like, no, like this is part of the story and like, this is going to affect like the game's post content forever. And like the way, because the else worlds, the, the, that's like the, like the, the alternate dimension worlds, that yeah. they're calling them. Like y'all forget that this is a superhero game, right? Like people can come back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, especially when die. they've already when they've already acknowledged that, like, this is a multiversal setting. Right. And then they're tapping into, like, versions of characters that, like, we do know and love and others we're not familiar with. Right. Like, that's really exciting to me as like from like a from like an end game content and like they've already got like raids and stuff that they're planning. They have like incursions which are like dungeons set up. Like they have an end game loop planned uh unlike, you know, some other like live service games of the last decade that didn't really have that set up mm. in place at launch. Mm. Like they're they they're primed and ready to go. Like they've 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 already announced like their first DLC character which will be free to all players. You know, in March. Wait, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 long.
1: whoa, 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 whoa! They're doing a DLC character.
2: Oh yeah, they yeah man! What? they have, they have announced, they have announced their first, their first additional uh, character roster in the form of the Joker. Uh, but it is not Arkham versus Joker. It oh, is an Elseworld okay. Joker because they, because this is Rocksteady's Arkhamverse, and Mark Hamill's Joker is dead like they've mm-hmm. already acknowledged that Gone. he's dead. Yeah. Right, right. So this is not this is not that Joker. It's voiced by a different voice actor. He's got a different personality, different like different like take with like uh, different relationship with these characters. And they've already like we we've already got Katana lined up, Killer Croc. Like they have like they're adding they're going to be adding to the roster down the road. Like they have people set up to join the Suicide Squad. They've already like they're really they like they they want this to be a successful live service game. And Rocksteady, I'm hoping it's successful enough that Rocksteady gets to like bring to light like you know their 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 plan that they have for this game. Because I think after going like live with this. This is one of the most well-polished, optimized looter shooters I've played in a long time. The gameplay wow. is so like no frame drops. Like literally, there's not even any like there's not even any like like it like performance settings on the PlayStation 5. You just boot the bitch up and it plays. Hmm, okay. 60 okay. FPS, as is, looks great, crisp. Ridiculously far view distance. You can, like, all the things. Like, it literally, like, this feels like a next gen game. It's so well optimized. I've, like, like I said, I've only had two two interruptions in like my gameplay experience where I got trapped on a loading screen after like playing for four hours (laughs) and like I had to (laughs) (laughs) relaunch the game. Right. But I had played for four hours at that point. Like it was maybe it was time for me to take a break anyways. Right. And so like most people like that's like most people don't session for four hours at a time. That's like on average. Uh, So I don't know. I have this. This game is is starting off the way that Avengers should have started.
1: Mm. I like the way that sounds because Avengers, I really, 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 really liked the gameplay of like the actual combat and like what you're doing. But and like the campaign, honestly, was fucking phenomenal. I really love the campaign of the Avengers game, but it was that end game stuff, man. That end game, that end game shit was what got me. And that's why I asked the my question that I did. But um, y- you make me, you make me feel better about it. Uh, But before we leave, this conversation here. i have one important question to ask you do they do they call him nanawe do they call him nanawe <laughs> or do they call him King they shark?
2: haven't called him they have not called him nanawe yet damn it i don't know damn they've it. i don't and i don't know i don't know why i don't know if they they like most of the time they just refer to him as shark like literally just shark sure uh, okay uh, oh wow but yeah but inside so, i don't know oh dude some of the customization options are really cool in the suits, by the way. Like, I could just have touch t- touch on that really quick. Mm, like mm. you can kind of make your own your squad member like feel kind of like your squad member. Like there's like color swatches and like you can kind of like adjust to, like like everything. And it it, it feels really good. Like dude, you can get uh like you can get King Shark with like a fucking pierced fin. It's oh, sick. That's rad. That's super rad. It's it's fucking it's rad. Anyways, uh, but like no, like it's yeah. They have not they have not called him Nanawe yet, and I'm curious to see if they will call him Nanawe. But I... they have they have acknowledged outright that he is a demigod on more than one occasion so far. Okay, sick. That's that. At least that. At least that. I'll take literally you. like sure. they they introduce him. He's just like I'm the son of a god.
1: Do they do they kind of make him like relatively similar to like, like King Shark and like the Suicide Squad? Like, is he kind of like low
2: IQ, like Neanderthal behavior? Like, is he, like... No. Oh, OK. OK. The motherfucker likes to read. He's just he's a lot more like think Drax, but like smart. And that's kind of what King Shark is like in this Not game. Not hard to do. but Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And right? And so like, but he's like, he's very literal, very super intelligent. Like all the characters feel really good. Like, like Deadshot is just like, like so fucking out to save his own skin. And like, honestly, half of the questionable decisions that they make is fucking Captain Boomerang just running his ass off. <laughs> Dude, he literally like <laughs> Like, you know, the the controversy around, like, the their approach to, like, how they treated Poison Ivy. Right, right, right. That was literally Captain Boomerang just doing whatever. The, he wasn't even consulting the team. He just did some fuck-all shit on his own and was just like, oops.
1: <laughs> Sounds about right.
2: It's so on brand for the character. Sounds Dude, like, it's literally, it's like, it's like, literally, he was just like, yeah, sorry, I jumped the gun on the bomb thing. You're just like, hello,
1: <laughs> you fucking asshole, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Garrick. We appreciate it. I'm excited <laughs> to play this with you on Friday, dog, for Splash Damage. I think
2: it's we're going yeah. to have a great time or no. I think it's going to be awesome.
1: I'm fucking excited, brother. I really, really am. PS5. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Full crossplay
1: too. All right. dog. Well, hey, we'll make it fucking happen. In the meantime, we got something else that we got to make happen for you guys. And that is our headlining segment. Garrick, what are we getting into next, my man?
2: We're talking some heavy shit mm. this evening in mm. the tech and gaming industry, but it's going to be some, it's going to be some intense stuff. So you better protect your neck because we're headed to the gallows.
1: Gentlemen, so when we talk heavy, anxious and chat, hello, anxious. Hello. We hope you've been Welcome good. Back, seen a while. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so, tonight for the Gallows, we have a very important conversation that needs to be had here. Uh, of recent, we found that, or found out and heard some news, that Microsoft, amongst many, many others, but Microsoft specifically, um, <laughs> is going through another round of layoffs. <clears throat> and, uh, and this time is just... Going through the fucking business, because one month into 2024, uh, (laughs) the games industry has already experienced about 5,000 layoffs, and Microsoft has decided after they're acquiring Blizzard Entertainment that it was time for them to go through another round of layoffs at the headcount of approximately 1,900, all exclusively from their games department. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um so we're gonna get a chance to talk a little bit about our feelings towards this uh what we think is the reason for this um and what we feel this means for the games industry as a whole um microsoft being arguably the biggest 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 fucking company in games um deciding to lay off Such a massive amount of people um, right after having had one of the biggest acquisitions in video game history, arguably the biggest acquisition in video game history, um, and then deciding to lay off so many workers that they just purchased. um, I'm sure leaves a very sour taste in all of our mouths. Um, especially regarding our excitement for the acquisition and like what that was what that was supposed to mean in the games industry and now we have to be sitting here having this talk about well what does this fucking mean that they acquired these these fucking development studios and and, and now they're just deciding to fucking let half of the fucking workers of those studios go it's just fucking insane to me so DJ I want to send it full force to you going off DJ why do you think this happened? And where do you think this is leading?
0: Man, dude, this is... This is huge news, and I hate that it's it happened like after so many of the other company layoffs and stuff like that in the gaming industry that we are kind of desensitized to this information. But I can't stress enough how... How much like 5,000 people being laid off is. It's a fucking
1: lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And
0: um, what well, you said, like 1900 was part of the gaming. Was not uh, 19, of the 1900
1: was, was ex, is exclusive to what Microsoft is doing. So, uh-huh. oh, oh, more than the a tech quarter. industry
2: as a whole is at 25,000 layoffs. Yeah. yeah,
1: almost a quarter that, of the video games industry layoffs have been from yeah. this one that Microsoft's about to do.
0: Yeah, and it's most of it's is Blizzard, right? Or all of it is is it, is it all of it Blizzard? A or
2: large large chunk of it is Blizzard. Another chunk of it, um, it was like some smaller dev teams and like marketing, and teams also and their their physical
0: like, games division. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. yeah their physical mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. division. Yeah, because we we're, we were talking about me and Garrett were talking about that when when the news broke uh, uh, regarding the physical game stuff, like how we're moving to digital. Like we've been moving to digital, but I think that 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 sets the nail in the coffin. Like damn, like we will. Yeah, never, if Microsoft is not forget for this shift, again.
2: then the then the rest of the tech industry will shortly follow. Like it's an it's yeah. an inevitability. And um, yeah,
0: yeah, dude, Blizzard is. In has been in kind of this rough area for the past year. Um, Overwatch 2, this thing with Diablo 4, even though Diablo 4 sold well, just handling the game after post launch was left a lot of people sour, you know. Mm. And uh, Overwatch 2 has been like, I, I swear, every time Overwatch 2 pops up on my TikTok for you page. It's about someone in, like, notable in the Overwatch Two community that is complaining about changes that they're making every time. And it's not like I'm looking for these. Like, I'm not searching for, oh, like, do people have a problem with Overwatch these? Like, the, this is like the most viral stuff that hits my for you page and hits my feeds. Like, the ch- these changes. And at this point, like, uh. I I commend people for sticking with Overwatch 2, but I, I, I honestly, I, I can't imagine playing uh, Overwatch 2 or Overwatch in general today at all. Yeah, um, right, right. And so I guess that's why most of these layoffs are at Blizzard uh, for the things that I mentioned. Um, I mean, it... It's hard because no one should really lose their job for that, you know. Because you know we talk about like executive decisions, and you know these people are just working towards that goal. And if that goal fails, it's kind of on their ass. Um, it it sucks. Um, and I I I think I speak for all of us that we we hate seeing this. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. It kind of makes us. It kind of makes us sick uh, seeing news break almost every every two days another company's laying off yeah just about a, a large amount in the game industry and it's and for microsoft to do it at such a high volume i i'm curious as to what they're trying to do uh moving forward with blizzard because most of it's blizzard right i wonder if this is this might be the 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 kind of beginning of the end for blizzard mm. entertainment mm. you know this is like the catalyst for this the fall of the, blizzard the I beginning
2: mean. of the end for blizzard entertainment started about a decade ago <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah but i think i think we i mean yeah. blizzard entertainment like they bounce back like they, they pop back and forth you know what i mean like in relevancy and and also just being in good faith with the consumer You know, for the in the in the past decade, you know what I'm saying? Like they they bounced back, back and forth. Um, but it was never I don't think it was ever this bad or or at least it's never been this like well covered for them. Like they've never been so like hard in the spotlight for so long. You know what I mean? Like I well, I mean, I I can't say, you know, I I I I wasn't really like on the internet, you know, when, when Blizzard was at its heyday? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know Overwatch went pretty big for them. And then, you know, I know they have they have World of Warcraft uh, and Diablo, right? Um, and they had that thing with Call of Duty and Destiny for a little bit. Um with Activision. Um, yeah, I, I just think everyone's just like tired <laughs> of Blizzard, and it's it it they're in a weird state. <laughs> like being Uh, like, getting in with Activision and then, like, you know, falling out with that, and and now with Microsoft, it's like they've been such in a weird state of, like, conflict for the past, like, few years um, that it's hard to picture them trying to do anything else with this company. You know? Like, what, what do you do from here? What do you make? Like, what IPs do they have planned? You know, all I see is just making Overwatch two great again, <laughs> and <laughs> trying to keep Diablo four <laughs> afloat. Um, because those have been the last like two big releases they've been talking about.
2: Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Um, and when, like, and even they like even that like it hasn't been working out for them. Was like, which makes you wonder like, you guys are laying off all these people like who are going to be working on like these trouble games. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. It's fair. Um, It's it's. It's tough, too, because like I I've been kind of keeping my ear close to this and Garrett can attest to this. I've been ranting about this for the better part of about a year. Um, But the the tech industry is. So firstly, I've been I've been ranting about this very. um, Impending crash economic crash that's supposed to be happening. Um, And they've been pushing it and pushing it, pushing it do whatever they can in the United States. And uh, they've, they've done pretty well with trying to, you know, keep it from popping because for anyone that doesn't know, just very brief economic lesson for anyone that doesn't understand this shit. uh, There's some real fucked up shit that happened with the economy coming out of the pandemic that very few people were ready for. In the case of the tech industry specifically, um I don't know if you guys heard about that bank that got shut down in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um most oh, yeah. of most of this is happening because of that. Um and and how a lot of these companies and that. businesses like never actually really bounced back from that. So like the what what very long story short terms here like the bank people were you know, working from home, the pandemic happened, businesses were working from home, businesses were coming up with ideas, all this other shit, uh, people were getting their, you know, COVID checks, you know, just slinging those bitches out. A lot of businesses were trying to get um, loans to start up their businesses. In the course of the pandemic, when we started realizing, wow, working from home is actually a reasonable thing that you can fucking do these days, businesses were asking for loans left and fucking right. When the pandemic lifted and the bank is like hey we need some of this money back or now these other businesses are needing their money back the numbers weren't adding up correctly and again that is just the most lamest terms (laughs) layman's terms way that i can explain this so that kind of got going into a full-on fucking rant but uh the numbers didn't add up right and effectively this bank in Silicon Valley that pretty much funds all the tech businesses that we know about in the United States uh, suddenly doesn't have enough money to pay people back. And so they have to shut down. They have to shut down. The Fe- the Federal Reserve doesn't have enough money to fucking save them. So they say, well, you know, sorry, like the most that we can do is work this out with tariffs. Again, not going to dive into that. Um, <clears throat> there is a massive, massive, massive economic fucking disaster that's happening in the tech industry and it's kind of shoveling and pushing tech and games industry companies to have to make very very brash decisions um that we're obviously saying as we quoted earlier every couple of fucking days and now we're in a position where we have to watch friends and uh you know, family members and people that we, you know, see on the Internet and people that we have gotten to know online. Um, watch them potentially lose their fucking jobs because like these companies are in a very precarious position. And instead of, I don't know, Bobby Kodak before retiring, um, giving up one of his fucking yachts, uh, <laughs> we instead are going to lose... 1900 employees that work for blizzard um (laughs) and that's the kind of fucking world that we live in unfortunately uh where these fucking rich ass pieces of shit refuse to just not be as rich you know what i mean like that's all we're asking for that's all we're asking here for you know what i'm saying like just just maybe just maybe 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 (laughs) pay your employees (laughs) like maybe pay your fucking workers a little bit better you know what i'm saying i mean like we like this this is like there's so many people that try to argue this shit is like well economically they pay the workers more than there's gonna be an inflation within a company and all this other bullshit and we've seen this there's like a guy in fucking seattle who owns a like ad company who purposely keeps his wage like pretty much exactly a hundred thousand dollars a year refuses to make any more than that. As his company grows, as his, his income grows, he gives his income to his employees and he's happy and he's just fucking fine. And he still makes great money, enjoys what he's fucking doing. His employees are happy. His turnover rates, like two fucking percent. It's insane. What happens when the rich don't decide to just keep getting fucking richer. Um, So, yeah, we have a volatile tech economy. Uh, We have a bunch of stingy fucking rich people. We have workers that are not getting paid well enough, especially for the amount of fucking crunch they have to do. And we hear about that shit every five days rather than two days. Um, It's it's just in in fucking sane to think that I'm sure at some point or another, every single one of us loved the idea of being a game developer of some kind right every single one was like god damn it would be dope as shit to work in the games industry right and now we're seeing this and we have to watch our our friends and folks that do work in the game industry be like nah dude you don't want this (laughs) you don't want this dude and we're just kind of like yo you're right fool like i'm sorry man like because this is fucking crazy and what this means as far as like Microsoft moving forward, what this means for the games industry moving forward, I can't tell you. Um, it's hard to really fucking say because we don't know where the end of this can potentially be after another year, two years. I mean, like, we have a whole fucking presidential campaign that's going on right now. Like, things are fucking wild in this country, Curly. Who the fuck knows where it's going to go? Which is why I tossed the ball to you, Garrick, my good sir. Um, obviously, we talked about why this is currently happening i want to ask you good sir um what where do you see this turning out let's just say for example this turns out for the better in a year and now we're like all right let's start hiring games people uh that track where do you see that going and then where do you see on the opposite side if that does not happen where are things going to go from there what what is the best Uh and worst case scenarios here
2: uh, the best case scenario. Best case scenario is this stops tomorrow, but it won't. But it won't. That's the best case. That's yeah, the yeah. best case scenario. Yeah, unfortunately, but, but it won't. Uh, uh. What's crazy about this is like this did not start in the game industry. This like you like we said, this is a tech industry problem,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, layoffs are contagious. Like you can literally think of this shit as an illness and like the the, it's going to continue for as long as it is socially acceptable for these these developers to do this and what I say by socially acceptable I mean like these motherfuckers are legit being rewarded the companies the companies are being rewarded Mm. for laying off their employees Mm. and you're just like you and you might think to yourself what do you mean by that and that doesn't really make sense. Like uh, their hey, workforce hey, Garrett, is getting smaller. What,
1: what do you mean by that?
2: I mean that these fucking companies are getting legit stock incentives to lay off mm. their fucking people. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like mm. it's, it, it, Wall Street is literally saying, hey, like if we can bring everything in the tech industry down across the board, everybody gets an additional 5%. Mm. How do you guys like that? Mm. And all of these companies go 5% looks real good on the books for us. Let's yeah, make those, it happen. What do mm-hmm. we have to do? And then we start to see this cascading effect of of layoffs. And what happens with these cascading effects of layoffs is they literally cause more. So, we like do not be disillusioned by the fact that, like, this took place at the beginning of the year. It took place at the beginning of the year because this is when Microsoft wanted it to happen. This was a planned layoff, folks. These are not spontaneous. This is not something that's just coming out of the, like, coming out of the wood. It's spontaneous for the employees that it is suddenly impacting. Mm. But the individuals that are coming... Up with these business plans, this business acumen, like these plans forward, have been planning this for some time now. Because these layoffs started at the at the end of 2022, when COVID funds started to run out. But like right now, like if if, if, like let's reel it in, right? Let's let's Mm. let's 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 scope it in just a little bit, right?
1: Yep, reel it in, baby. If we were
2: if we were to look at this throwing out the other 20,000 individuals and the rest of the tech industry that have been affected. Mm -hmm. And we just look at this from the thing that we know and love, the games. Yes. We should be worried. We should be very worried. Like, why is it acceptable for multi-billion dollar companies like Microsoft and Embracer Group Mm. to buy these development studios.
1: Mm, for it, millions it, don't, don't and say millions it, of it, dollars. Mm. And
2: then. In months time, release half of that, that studio's staff to, to the to the free public to be a free agent. Will lose their content because you because that's. <sighs> because You want to know what that tells? <laughs> you want to know what that tells me that these purchases are happening for. What's that? I They're they're buying these they're buying these development studios solely Mm. for the intellectual properties that Mm. they own, not the talent developing them. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem because that Mm. means that the quality of our games in the next few years are going to dip like everybody should expect like all of your game, especially you live service folks. You should be you should be the most stressed out. You you Call of Duty Warzone folks? Warzone? You, yeah, you Warzone players, you Fortnite players, right? Like Epic Games wasn't immune. They had like almost like at the it like what? March last year, they laid off almost 800. I think they had two rounds last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did more they yeah, they had two rounds of layoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like like so in like there's so much of like and you, yes like a lot of it is not being affected on the development end but like they're not without like it's not without its trim like it's not being you know it's 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 not sub it's not not subject to the to to the calling it's just. What's happening is, like, so many of these companies are just ripping the Band-Aid off because they're like, oh, yeah, well, everybody's everybody's laying it off. Everybody's going through the layoff. So, like, we have to do it right now while everybody else is doing it so that our shit gets buried in the sauce and that we can't be held socially responsible mm-hmm. for laying off our employees. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you in the next several weeks, there will be so many other smaller developers there are that are to That proceed to layoff and it's not going to be covered because because of the implications of Microsoft layoff is still going to overshadow those smaller developments uh, like companies like like losing their staff. And when those smaller companies, when those smaller companies lose individuals, I almost guarantee you a development team was impacted.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. You guys ready for this? I have an update from uh, Zach Zweizen over at Kotaku. 29 days into 2024 and 6,000 plus video game layoffs have been announced. We have a comprehensive list of all the studios that have done in the games industry that have done layoffs this year. Uh, Archiact, number unknown. Bossa Studios, 19 people. Unity, 1,800 people. Twitch 500 people, Playtica 300 to 400 people, Discord 170 people, Lost Boys Interactive 125 people, um, PTW formerly Poll to Win 45 people, uh, Thunderful 20% of their staff around 100 people.
2: That's insane, Pixelberry That's Studios. Insane.
1: Unknown, Netspeak Games, 25 people. Uh, Wemo Games, 35 people. Behavior Interactive, 45 people. CI Games, 10% of their staff. Uh, 31st Union, less than 10, thankfully. Um, Let's see, Metaverse World, uh, 70 people. Uh, NetReefsoft, 70 people. Riot Games, 530 people. Um, Let's see.
0: Mostly creatives, too.
1: People can fly 30 plus people. Black Forest Games around 50. Microsoft, 1900, as we talked about. Uh, Rycon, 60 people. Little Red Dog, 27. Eidos Montreal, 97. And then finally, Chief Rebel around 21 people. That is so many in the past month that are just using... The the laid waste bodies of these layoffs, these people that are losing their jobs as a scapegoat for them to continue fucking doing it, dude.
2: And it will continue to happen.
1: Jag makes a very important comment, too, in, in, in the chat here. That's like one of my old jobs. Managers of individual locations would get bonus incentive if they kept all lower employees under 40 hours, 40 hours per week. So they wouldn't have to pay overtime. Yeah, because it's cheaper. It's cheap. It's cheaper for these companies to give you bonus incentive for as a manager to keep everyone else underpaid than it would be to pay them fairly. And you not get a bonus incentive because the hundred dollars you get extra in your paycheck is much better than the eight hundred dollars they would pay you if they were paying you fairly for your fucking work. Uh, And it's it's just it's a bummer because like this is just insane dude and you're right like we should like we as gamers should be worried i had a conversation with someone on facebook um i think it was last night where a homeboy of mine um uh kid named brandon uh illusense portland band check them out they're really really good um he put out he put out a post and he said um you know like what's what's been what's been up with like games lately like the 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 price of games have have gone up like what where was i when games went from sixty dollars to seventy dollars i thought that was just agreed upon and i went to the comments i was like yeah dude i mean like it's totally fair for you to have your grievances towards the price of games going up i was like but but let me reframe your way of thinking about this is that games are prices are increasing because the demand for how much time and energy it takes to make these They're games
2: expensive to develop is
1: is more it's more i mean we don't you don't get god of wars for fucking cheap you don't get spider-man 2 is for fucking cheap you know what i mean like like if that was the case and we'd have them all over the goddamn place but These games cost a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy in order for us to get them and to be able to play them. So yeah, they're going to naturally increase in price and we should feel good about that because we're paying for these developers to create the games that we know and love and want to continue to support via the franchise or the IP that we enjoy as fans of these different video games. And someone went into my replies of this little comment that I made in this thread and said, you know, I think, I think, fuck them. Let, we should just steal games anyways. And I was like, no, that's an interesting take. And although I, I, I appreciate the candor of one trying to say down with big business, you know, like, sure, fine. Edgy rebel kid. Do your fucking thing. My good sir. I say to you, Be your little edgy self all you want. Um, I think you're a dickhead. (laughs) And uh, and for those of you at home that might agree, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say it to break this news to you. Um, There's more people involved than just the rich dickheads that are running these companies. Um, And when you're voting with your wallet, that money gets taken from your wallet and it gets put into the pockets of many, many of people, (laughs) many, many of people that create that game that you're spending your time, your love, your energy into experiencing and playing. And it just, it spreads it amongst all of them. And depending on how many of us decide to vote for that game, how many of us decide to just take a little bit, Put it in their wallets, right? Is what dictates... Can I,
2: can I pause you really quick? Uh-huh. I, I want to interject something. Yes, sir. That like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That Go ahead. goes along with your argument, along uh-huh. with your the whole voting with your wallet thing. Yes, of course, yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. If you are one of the people that come to me or come to any of us, and you say, but the devs already got their money, that's not how this works you are voting for your wallet is not we're not talking about directly giving developers your fucking cash Mm. you get ding dongs Mm. we're talking about buying a product because guess what they're looking at sales numbers Mm -hmm. and those sales Mm -hmm. numbers directly correlate to whether or not that developer holds their job yep hold. That's yeah. what voting with your wallet yep. really means. We're not talking about giving your seventy dollars directly to a dev. We're talking about giving them a continued career livelihood. That's what so voting
0: can keep with making your wallet the games that you like. They so continue yeah. making so, it because
2: this this yeah. stuff, so please don't ever don't ever say the devs already got their money to me ever fucking again. <laughs> You're
1: stupid. Well, because like it's it, like it's it's true, but it's such a weak argument because it's also not the way that it's fundamentally because like it's, it's, it's not there. what
2: we're talking about. It's not we're what talking we're talking about. about exactly. And because, you know it.
1: And and, another little fucking lesson for you folks at home, that don't understand how this shit fucking works. Video game development works in cycles. Yes. They get paid while they're making the fucking game. We all fucking know that. That's a goddamn given. Half of these fucking people are like, they're on a contract and they're contracted to play that game. And how that game does and performs sales wise is what dictates whether or not their contract fucking continues. um, for the other half what, of the people, if you don't
2: buy that game. Their contract doesn't get renewed. They don't make games anymore. It's as simple as that. And for the other
1: half of the people that are actually full on employees of that company, you really, really think that they're not going to do this shit to them when the numbers don't add up the way they do? Because five years ago, we we saw a whole bolsterous amount of fucking layoffs that were fucking happening, and games were selling like fucking hotcakes. You know why it was happening? Because people weren't buying the games the way that they were needing to buy the fucking games. We
2: can't. Piracy was at an all time high. Mm -hmm. Like, like, um, yeah, and so, yeah. Most games, are, most
0: AAA games are made at a loss anyway because of the sixty dollars price tag. you should have been paying more for games a long. Time. Thousand yeah. fucking percent. Like, if,
2: yeah, if you want, if you want your game, if you wanted the game industry to be making like money hand over fist and be like, if you wanted every, if you want every game to be God of War, Ragnarok, and God of War twenty eighteen quality, you need to be paid 90 dollars a title.
1: Mm.
2: A title. We've been playing yeah, to, like to Shane said, we've been playing 60 bucks overhead nine developers. That and, like, and, and so many of so many of these developers are literally like how many of these people literally work their contract for a single game and then are literally let go from their studio because they were contracted for one game. And some of these people move out
0: because development cycles are years, man. They move, they have to move mm. towards the offices, and then now once they're laid off. They got to move back. They they they, they got to find a place to stay. It's not just losing You're their job. People. They can't just bounce back like immediately after they get laid off.
1: So I you do want to make mean? I do want to make sure I come and correct on this too because what Shane was pointing out in chat is a little bit important. Uh, even though we do remember that being that way, that was not particularly true. Uh, games were not six all sixty dollars in the nineties the way that they were sixty dollars for the past five years for example no, there was um, there was
2: it was it was like a 40 to 60 dollar range was what was con- typical console yeah. games was a, on, was on average
1: game. con- console games on average um were 50 dollars um mm-hmm. handheld games were uh anywhere from 20 to 40 um and then yeah,
2: yeah dude a uh, game boy cartridge was like 25 bucks mm-hmm.
1: it, it so with with that said my point is not to you know try to like shun what shane is saying because he's not necessarily wrong but but this kind of goes to the point that we're trying to make here is that like th- those prices were all widespread conti- considering what kind of game it was that you were playing on what platform what who it was developed by there were a lot of things that were involved in that were now you've been so used to like a multitude of the games that we play being 60 dollars and that was just sort of the price of entry of any, you know, decent video game, even ones that are only fucking like eight hours of fucking gameplay. There was a lot of $60 game games for It's And this is an argument that we made when we first brought up the conversation about $70 games. I I don't remember what episode we did where we had that conversation yeah. the first time, but it was about a year or so ago. Um, And this is this was a talking point in there because it's we we have this very very hollow idea that video games have to be this like super duper consistent price point across the map, which we yeah. found very quickly over time, over the course of video gaming becoming bigger now than it ever has been. Um b- uh, Going along with how big PC gaming has become, how big indie gaming has become. Video games are not just $60 across the board. They're not just $70 across the board. There's really great games that are free. There's really g- great yeah. games that are $20. Uh, you can get Firewatch for fucking $7.80. That's one of the greatest games ever fucking made. Uh, there's a lot of different <laughs> fucking options if you're willing to spread your wings and really like look to see what other options there are out there to vote for your wallet with. DJ.
0: Yeah, I was going to say like um with this $70 like price point i know a lot of people are complaining but like we should be glad that it's 70 i mean it shouldn't go past 70 because we're no longer getting physical cases in discs anymore so that's like out of the like manufacturing costs of that you Mm -hmm. know mass producing Mm -hmm. cases and discs and to top on top of that we don't get to really own our games anymore
1: Oh, which is um, any which point, is a whole other conversation. Like we're a whole have, baby whole, boy, whole play,
2: Network crash because tomorrow whole, I lose over three hundred games. <laughs> dog, for real. Yeah, for, real, for real. Saying,
0: Like whole different bag. But I'm saying like we should be glad at seventy. And if you want games to be good, pay that, pay up, pay the money for pay it. Up, dog,
2: like, yeah. Triple yeah, it, gaming is a very very the, AAA gaming is the drop in the bucket as to what's available in the in the gaming world like voting with your wallet is really important right now. Like we should be supporting like, like now more than ever, like it would be like the time to consider like really like doing the research on the developers and the publishers that you're choosing to support. Mm. Right. Like we're like, mm. like boulders n- gate three. Yeah. Like now is the time. Now is the time to like, to, to be like, okay, like are am I really supporting like ethical development studios? Right. And mm. like publishers that are like doing, doing justice not just to the service the games that i want to play but to to the employees developing and mark and marketing these products like because the marketing teams get hit like first like when it comes to this sort of stuff like they always get called out of the tech like space so fast and if it wasn't for like half of those games like half of those those teams like their games wouldn't make anywhere near as much money as they did because marketing is so important so like just be really really mindful like especially for the remainder of 2024 because every single analyst has like made no indication that like these layoffs have any any they're not slowing down they're not going to slow down folks like we're not like Mm -hmm. brace yourself because it's about to get it's going to get worse uh like yes like mm-hmm. if you have if you have friends and family or you know anybody or you care about the gaming industry or about the space right now like just be mindful about like the, the the studios that you're choosing to give your money to because right now like a lot of the studios are definitely just looking at their stocks and their overhead and they're trying to stay afloat amidst the the rising chaos of the shifting funds that pandemic like the, the the loss of pandemic funds has created
1: mm. that's for sure man well boys we will continue to support in whatever way that we possibly can we hope that you guys can t- continue to do so as well because we love video games we love games we love to be without working games we love our video game making friends we love our we love video games, game playing tech. games uh we love Everything that video games have to potentially offer because this is shit that we've loved since we were children and we want to continue paying that forward as much as we can. So, guys, please uh, join us in supporting the games industry in any way that you possibly can by buying more video games. Uh, just like I'm going to to play Justice League <laughs> or Kill the Justice League or Justice the Kill League uh, or <laughs> Kill... Lock kill justice the league. kill
2: league sounds sounds like a whole different <laughs> game that
1: i want to play suicide justice kill squad league
2: <laughs> league of extraordinary gentlemen Very Exactly. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of
1: the league of extraordinary gentlemen we are going to be talking about our schedule for the rest of this week on thursday we have another episode of the ship Wreck show that's right you guys have it as per usual our twitch subscribers can go into our discord and you have access to our shipwreck submissions channel where you can write into the shipwreck show and if we feel that we'll make really really great ridiculous fucking content we'll answer your question live on the show so that you can be a part of it as well. So please hang out with us. Then it's gonna be a great time. On Friday, we have another splash damage gameplay stream where me and Garrick are gonna be playing Suicide Squad, the Extraordinary League of Gentlemen. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna be playing yeah. that 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 PM Eastern time. Join us for that. And then Saturday we have another good Kraken podcast where the headline segment of that episode is still to be announced. Uh, but you do not want to miss that. Please come in, hang out with us. Don't it's miss our it. Fun fact, fun fact, our last Saturday episode ever. Yeah, our yeah, last ever episode of content on a Saturday for the rest of your fucking day. So come things in, are
0: changing things, hang are changing. out with us Be for prepared. the last
1: for the last. Saturday recording that you're going to be able to catch us for uh that'll be this Saturday at 12 p.m pacific time 3 p.m eastern time we will see you guys there please everybody please let us know uh what video game companies you want to support which ones that you do not want to have layoffs for and uh let us know what video game companies that uh you're keeping an eye out for DJ what's up
2: did we give scores for hands-on today
1: well, uh, Garrick hasn't finished I his yet.
2: I didn't deliberately, oh. just because I'm not. I said the oh, end yeah. game.
1: Yeah, but DJ, what's your score on Tekken?
2: It was a ten out of ten. Oh, okay. There
1: you go. I kind of
2: assumed
0: that was going to be. I know, like, you know, I just want to <laughs> make that clear. Like I, I could have been like, yeah, I love the game. It's kind of shit though. So just, I just mean,
1: I'll take this yeah. little section and I'll. Put it in the back. I'll grab oh it. yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good hard. I, this is post post show. Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't wait and review Diablo fours end game loop before I reviewed it. I reviewed it from a campaign only standpoint, and I'm not going to make that mistake again.
1: Uh, yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah, 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 mm, yeah. <laughs> mm, yep, that's uh. That's totally fair, my friend. This has been the Good Kraken (laughs) Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news. Uh, Very good reviews and discussions that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash good crack show if you enjoy oh the God. show you can head on over to our discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show get exclusive content and soon have early access episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea Garden. thank you gentlemen uh you can all support us by going to our youtube channel clicking that beautiful bell and big red button Oh, excuse me, or by subscribing excuse to me. our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark, and leaving a review there. Review. We have to go, everybody. But until next time, my friends, buy your video games.
0: I'm going to give them my money. <laughs> Chickens. <laughs> <laughs>